Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. It's hump day. And uh, I don't know what you say about hump day, but the, the news is starting. Well, it was always interesting. Starting to get more interesting. But you, you, my friend. Yes. You did your homework assignment. I had I other things to yes, take you did. care of I had I had uh, two hours of my of my life. I threw it away yesterday because I watched uh, this movie we talked about called Leave the World Behind. It's yeah. uh, it's on Netflix. And uh, boy, where do I start? Um, it's well. Let's the, let's explain who is behind the movie. Yeah. Well, the exec one of the they have like six executive producers, but very prominently placed on the credits is Barack and Michelle Obama. Of course, well, right there, you remember they're, all they're their just, other hit movies, right, Bill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait a second. They're, they're, they're there for namesake. Wait, they don't have any other hit movies. Well, actually, what I heard is that uh, the director used Barack Obama for like an advisor on all of these different ideas that they were using in the movie. So, Like the racial slur when laying in bed, don't trust white people. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah that was very important. Actually, uh, Barack did win some kind of award for something he did for, um, oh, what's that, uh, National Geographic. He narrated something. And I'm like going, big whoop. And I heard the narration. Sorry, Barack. I mean, you're well, you're you're an eloquent speaker and everything. You sucked on that. You know, just so you know. Bill, a lot of um, people who don't listen regularly. First of all, mm-hmm. where are you? Come on, uh, you got to get to it. But secondly, uh, they don't maybe know what you're saying when you said that white uh, people com- comment. So I'm going to play it for you again. This is a this is actually a scene in the movie where uh, one of the main characters' daughter is talking to her father, okay? And here's what she says. I'm asking for you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be dulled out easily to anyone, especially white people. Even mom would agree with me on that. Trust should not be doled out uh, so easily, especially to white people. Uh, and, and the father thinks for a second in the movie and goes, I got it. Like like there's some great uh, reasoning behind that. By the way, she's like a a 19-year-old uh, young lady, and the guy is supposed to be this uh, very successful, uh, I guess, fund manager or something like that, made millions of dollars, minority gentleman. Very, You know, one thing about the movie is that they had some really good actors in it. They had some, and it's almost like Obama called in some uh, uh, favors. You know, uh, hey, uh, he has Julia Roberts in it. She plays one of the leads. She plays uh, against character. Usually she plays kind of this uh, giggly, uh, attractive young woman, like pretty pretty woman and things like that. She plays uh, a woman, a wife who's kind of always angry and nasty. And by the way, they have no problem throwing around uh, vulgarities. It seems like that's Hollywood's uh, one of the main ingredients in movies these days is is whatever you do, no matter what the plot, I'm surprised they don't even do this in uh, Disney movies now, but uh, throw around a lot of swear words, even when, even when there's no good place to put them in. Just make sure that the main characters are vulgar. That's always a, 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 a main ingredient. You know what I'm waiting for? Somebody to... to uh... To film a movie and uh, drop the f bomb in church or a prayer on on white because they're trying to oh they're pushing the you're right they're pushing the boundary 
that, yeah. that the, the places that you would not normally see those kind of things, you're right. And you know, Bill, they're getting younger and younger characters in movies using obscenities. In this movie, the 13-year-old uh, daughter who's, I mean, 13 years old, right? She's throwing the F-bomb around casually. And the parents don't make any, they don't say, hey, watch your mouth. You know, they just sort of let it happen. And well, I'm thinking, when do you think it's going to end up in our textbook and uh, textbooks in school and becomes part of uh, just normal language? Yeah, you know, in a way, go ahead, throw around that f bomb because you're doing it to get attention. At some point in time, those words are going to become immune to ears, yeah. to where they don't have the effect anymore. Well, then it's, what are you it's like do? it's like pornography, Bill. It's like yeah. pornography. You know, there was a time... Mouth pornography, well, yeah. No, well, yeah, but there was a time when, when uh, you know, Playboy magazine was a big deal for a lot of... Because it came out once a month and you had to make sure you... But, but now you can go to the internet and within a fraction of a second see just about anything that uh, you want to see. And what happened is, they, is that it's actually... Because of this inundation of uh, pornography, it's permeated so much of the internet that that it's not as appealing anymore. That's why kids keep looking for different different ways of uh, going beyond. You know, it's like uh, they used to be sad. Uh, they 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 expand their perversion. Yes, and you're talking about Playboy magazine. You know, it was erotica. You know, maybe yeah. a flash here or there. Boobies. Oh! Well. Boobies is not uh, is, is not a foul thing anymore. Be it became part of American fabric. So then you they, know, I got they another, dropped the camera. Go ahead. I got another movie that I saw over the weekend that I haven't seen since 1991 or 92. It was called, it was on uh, Showtime. Careful now, it's a family uh, program. It was Basic Instinct, okay? Oh, yeah. Now, I'm that gonna, was a porn movie. I'm a, yeah, exactly right. And you know they tried to sell it like it was a thriller. It was, and you know it had a, a subplot that was interesting. Like uh, who were the who is the killer, right? But they could have done this movie, Basic Instinct, without the nudity and the sex. And by the way, if you went, they used to if, do movies. I was way. just going to say that if you went back to uh, Hitchcock movies like Notorious or Vertigo. Or things like that, with they were thrillers without all of this profanity and nudity, and they were probably more exciting because you know they say the the mind is the most uh, imaginative uh, organ you have in your body. I mean, it it it, it fills in the gaps. Uh, and back in the forties, they knew that, and they didn't they didn't use profanity in films. You know, I I, I know I sound like an old dude talking like this, but they were better films. Because the the directors and the creative people had to had to go several steps beyond, you know, innuendo, double entendre, exactly. whatever you needed to do to yeah. give the illusion. And you know what? You fill in the blanks. You color the tapestry. Yeah, in your mind. And but not you know, anymore. Excellent. In Hollywood, by the way, Bill. If I were if I were saying I mean, first, I I think you probably know that I write scripts. I've been doing it really? for years. Yes, I write scripts. Um, the sad part about it is, uh, as I've gotten older, I've seen the kind of things that they have produced in Hollywood, 
compared to the work that uh, even the stuff that I've done. I, I'm a traditionalist. I write, I guess I would have kind of fit into Hollywood back in the 40s if I were writing back then because I, I don't get into profanity. I don't get into things like uh, nudity in my work. I believe that the story by itself can carry or should carry the weight, you know. But uh, nowadays, no. Nowadays, well, there's a script for you. Pardon? There's a script for you right there. About what? About uh, A guy that wants to do a movie, write a story, and go back to the old values of what we just talked about, you know, to exercise people's minds. Oh, I got, a, I got a better idea. How about a guy who uh, wants to write and be successful in Hollywood and he realizes he can't do it in the current environment, so he, time, he figures out a way to time travel back? to the 40s well, and you 30s. Well, you like time you know? travel. <laughs> yes, but anyway, that's that's for another time. Look at uh, getting back to what we were talking about. Basic instinct, pornography, um, just a waste of time, and, and they, they tried to sell it like it was a big deal, like it was a great, oh, this is uh, Hollywood like uh, we haven't seen before. Sharon Stone I, I, and Michael Douglas, they should have been ashamed of them, themselves for doing what they did. I often thought, you know, what did Sharon Stone, she's a young lady from western Pennsylvania, you know, what did she tell her folks? Hey, Dad, I'm in this movie out in Hollywood where I'm completely naked and I'm performing all these sexual acts with Michael Douglas, but it's produced by Warner Brothers or MGM or whatever it was, you know? Metro Golden Man. Yeah. yeah, I don't it's, know who it was. I don't know. But the thing is... Uh, uh, getting back to this thing that we're now Hollywood, by the way, has, is on another kick. If you look at websites that ask for scripts, and there are websites out there, mm. the producers will say looking for a thriller with a social bend, a thriller with a socially conscious uh, main. And it's like, oh, come on. How about just looking for a story that is exciting and will capture an audience? No, these guys want to. They want to. Uh, they want to make you think politically every chance they can. Okay, um, but and this movie that I was forced to watch yesterday because of you, my my uh, podcast listeners. I I thought to myself, I promised them I'd watch it, and so I gotta fulfill my promise. Uh, I would suggest. That uh, if you are open-minded and you aren't easily influenced and just can sit there and kind of let your mind go a little bit, uh, it's, it isn't bad. I mean, I hear all sorts of people saying there's so many double entendres and there's so many subtle messages, and there are, and there are, but the hell with them. It just, just watch, if you just watch the, and by the way, it would have been a better, like, eight-part miniseries. Because they introduce a lot of interesting ideas in this uh, this story, that this movie, that they never they never wrap up, they never should take it to conclusion. They, for example, and I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. There's one scene where they're on a beach, uh, and they're enjoying the the, the beach, and all of a sudden, uh, Julia Roberts looks out and sees this gigantic freighter, oil tanker. This a gigantic oil tanker coming right at where they are on the beach. Now, mind you, that beaches, for the most part, are usually fairly good size. You know what I mean? They got a lot of room. But this one, this oil tanker, it's like it has a, 
homing device on it, and it's going right at where they're sitting. And um, they, it's a super tanker, by the way. And it beaches. And when it beaches, it doesn't just stop. It just tears the beach up and comes up the beach. And, and you think, oh, my God. And what they're trying to say is that that tanker crashed because the Internet was up. I would probably bet, and I'm not a maritime, uh, you know, mass maritime graduate or anything like that, but I would probably submit that they probably, with the flick of a switch, can take over manually any kind of uh, uh, situation like that if the controls were to go out. It, it's, it's, it's almost like they were trying to sell the idea that they because they messed up the internet this ship crashed on the beach also they did that with an airplane too they there was an airliner a, a jet filled with people on it that crashed into the same beach and uh <laughs> it was i was thinking yeah. to myself all they all they proved is don't go to the beach but um this thing crashed on the beach and i was thinking wait a second with a jet they're trying to say that with uh, all the wrong coordinates uh, uh, what are they doing? They're saying that autopilot took over and crashed the plane because you can disconnect autopilot mm-hmm. with a thumb. Most of the True. time, most of the time, it's a button on the uh, on the yoke of an airplane. You hit it and it, you hit it a couple of times, or you hold in it for two seconds and it shuts it off. You well, know? I don't know what the internet would have to do with ships at sea or the uh, planes flying. Somebody will probably write into the show. Well, Bill, you know. Blah, 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 blah. Well, Bill is going to say, look, you know, planes, they navigate uh, through you know, GPS they now. They use oh, G- yeah, you got GPS. That's satellite. That's not Internet. And, well, it takes uh, the Internet to get to the satellite. Link. No, no, come on. There's, there's a little bit more uh, to right. it than that. So the Internet is not we communicate through the Internet. So it's nice to paint a picture that the Internet is our God because they want us to think that. Because they probably plan on shutting it down. All everything's going to go to hell. And it's going to go to hell when that satellite goes out. It's going to go to hell when uh, a plane is navigating and vectoring in on radio beacons. You know, I'm yeah. flying to San Antonio. Okay, I've got a vector in on this radio beacon here, and the dial is pointing tells me which way to go to get to that beacon. When I fly over the beacon, that dial flips because now the beacon is behind me, and I tune in the next frequency. That was the old way of doing it. I don't know. Oh, I haven't flown in I a got long another time. one for you, Bill. In, I, this movie was full of them, by the way. This movie was mm. full of a lot of stuff. But there's one scene where they're trying to get uh, leave town and enter the, the highway, you know? And they're, so they're on an exit, exit ramp, and they pull up to the exit ramp, and they notice that it's jam-packed with cars, right? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So... What's going on here? So Julia Roberts says to her husband, uh, Ethan Hawke, you know, you wait here. I'm going to go talk to some of the people up in the cars and see what's going on. So she gets out and she walks over and she notices that all the cars are empty, right? And then she notices that they're all from a dealership. And then she notices that they're all Teslas with the self-driving mode, you know, that they can drive themselves. So the premise is, and I would be willing to bet, I'd love to talk to uh, Elon Musk Elon? about this. Yeah, yeah uh, Elon, if you're listening, please please get in touch with us. I'd love you to explain this because I, I think that they lied about this. They implied that these self-driving cars could be programmed remotely to 
drive to an, an exit ramp and then crash into another Tesla car and be and essentially bog up the ramp so you can't leave town, right? So, and I'm thinking, wait a second. First of all, they were all the same color. A dealership wouldn't have one color car, you know. They were all white Teslas, right? And well, that's symbolic there too. That they're all white yes. Teslas. Yes, they're all white Teslas, and, and they be, all be, be be you know. Don't trust white oh, people. Oh, by the uh, way, I'm seeing a lot of symbolism going oh, on. Oh, Bill, here. The, the name of that ship, by the way, that I told you about the the tanker, was the White Lion. And by the way, I heard someone uh, say today explain that the White Lion was mm. the name of one of the uh, slave ships that brought the, yeah. like, supposedly the first uh, slaves to our country. I don't know how true that is, but there I was a racial connotation. True. Yeah. That's what I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm picking up there, and that that paints a very bad picture for Obama because we, you know we elected a racist. I mean, I'm not going to say that that le- the election was rigged. He got into office and he won overwhelmingly. He's I think a guy. There were a lot of white. I think there were a lot of white people that uh, you know I feel, were made. I feel, to, I feel bad for. I'm sorry, but go ahead, go ahead. A lot of white. Well, people. I was just going to say there were a lot of white people that. Uh, they were made to feel guilty for what their forefathers and whatnot have done. But let's keep something in mind, you know, is that racism knows no color. See, They're I feel, a black racist. I feel bad for They're his, a white racist, Chinese know, racist. His, yeah. his, his mother is white. So I feel bad for his mother because apparently he's almost guilty that his, his half of his uh, genealogy is, uh, is a Caucasian. Uh, He's he's not a he's not what he presents himself to be. This movie, there was another there was another scene where in the background, and I people found this. I didn't go looking for it, and you had to kind of go looking for it. There's one scene where there are three numbers in the background. There it's six six six. I don't know. Maybe that could have been an accident. That could have been intentional. I don't know. But it was it was there. Uh, there and, and they they say in one of the scenes I mentioned this yesterday that that uh, they're talking about what's causing this uh, hacking of the internet and they said uh, a lot of people believe it's you know one world government big government what what's worse than that and she said uh, Julie Roberts said well who's behind that and she said well what's wor-? the other question is what if there's nobody behind that. What if it's all they're trying to sell us subtly through like this movie uh, that uh, all of what's happening in the world right now. And believe me, if you're paying attention, you know that there's a lot that's happening that's being coordinated by people we can't see. I'll just leave it at that. You know, uh, well, the George Soros is one of them. The, you know, uh, uh, well, Cla- the one that I'm thinking of right away. You know, that's Mr. 666. Klaus Schwab from the World mm-hmm. Economic Forum. You have Bill Gates throwing his billions around. Um, but the thing is, uh, they're, they're trying to say uh, it's just happenstance that all this is going on. Don't worry about it. Right. Not a big deal. It's, it's not really anything to worry about. I think that they're trying to uh, also, Bill, they're also trying to put out the idea through this movie 
that what they're suggesting happens is it, it's like they're setting us up to be, be ready for it because somewhere not too far down the road, we may be living in this world where there is no internet. We may be living in a world where we have no cell phones. I, I was thinking about my friend Bill yesterday. Uh, he is probably more prepared in some ways than I am because he was talking about shortwave radio. And I was thinking, you know, uh, I don't know whether I have a ch- time to get shortwave radio, but I do have like CB radios that I haven't used in 25 years. Maybe I should find them and dust them off and make sure they're functional uh, and because we may not be able to communicate. You may say, well, I have a landline in my house. Well, if your landline is hooked up through like an internet provider, like a lot of them are nowadays, it's not like the old days when they were made by AT&T and they were hardwired to your house. Right now, a lot of phones that are landlines are nothing more than another way to connect to the internet. And if the internet goes down, you're not going to have a cell phone or a landline in your house. Well, you know, people go, oh, yeah, cell phones. But you know what? A lot of these towers and landlines are connected via some way to a computer that's tied up through a hard-lined Internet. So, you know, there is some truth to the matter that uh, you lose the Internet. But if we live in a world without the Internet, it's because Big Brother has shut it down. Because who invented the, the Internet? They, you know, they wanted to invent invent something that was its own well, world. I, I think uh, it was an Al Gore. Al Gore said way. he did it. By the way, you know, he yeah, implied well, that he was he was Al one Al of Gore these. said a lot of things. Yes, you know, and, yes. Uh, I guess I guess the thing is, I think that we should be concerned, and maybe we should think about getting uh, CB radios. Uh, just to have them so you have some means of communication. Yeah, you may not be able to communicate very far. Maybe with a CB radio, you might be able to set it up so you can get out 10 or 15 miles. Maybe if, you, if you're lucky and you, you live in an area with hills, you might only get out two or three miles. But that's better than nothing. That's better than having no communication. Here's your problem. You know, if you don't have... See, uh, internet ra- radio and uh, um, or uh, internet and, and a lot of different things. We have a CB radio without the internet. Uh, we don't have an electric grid, probably. Uh, so the CB uh, CB radio or the ham radio that I'm talking about, unless you have, and now now you get into survival mode. You, know, you are not going to have the power to run it. So we are going to be we are going to be self restricted to the Stone Age. Well, if you which, have a car. If you have a car and you have a plug in your car, you know, a car a cigarette lighter plug, you can probably set your CB radio up to be powered through your car. So how far are you going to get? I mean, uh, some people no, keep like, like a small fuel depot of canisters, and they might have the fuel to get around. But you know, we're talking if you're if you're if your life without the internet and things are that way, you are talking about an apocalyptic, uh, you know, uh, apocalyptic, yeah. World. Yeah, apocalyptic yeah. world in, in chaos. So all bets are off in that scenario. Yeah. So well, it, it doesn't I, matter. Whatever you got, somebody wants or needs. They had that and, in this movie, too, by the way. You know, it's funny you should mention that. You sure you didn't watch it, Bill? Uh, there no, was, but I, I know where they're going with Kevin, it. Kevin Bacon plays a survivalist in this movie. He's And, boy, you know, they, they do it stereotypical, by the way. 
he he the the survivalist who has a nice house down the road, but when he comes out, Kevin Bacon has a beard and a in a you know a farmer's hat or something on. I mean, he looks. They, they so made him a MAGA. Look, they made him. I'm surprised they didn't put him in a MAGA hat, but he comes out and he's holding his shotgun on the porch, and he's uh, and he first he's very protective about his stuff. He, they're coming to him to ask for some medicine because one of the one of the uh, main character's son, Julie Roberts' son, he's about 17 years old, He is come. he's come down with something because they've used some kind of a vibration ray gun on the community and it affected him. I mean, truly, they took every possible weird idea and added it to a story and said, okay, uh, well, now we'll make a movie, you know, and... It was. Maybe, uh, go ahead, Bill. Maybe the reason for this movie, the real reason for uh, it, is to throw it out there and people go, "Yeah, that'll never." Oh, come on, that's so far fetched. So, in other words, uh, they're they're trying to numb us, uh, say you know, to where we think, "Yeah, that's a bunch of malarkey," right? Or things that are possible. So it's the you know the dumbing down and the numbing of us to where they they when it does happen have one one scene where they're throwing from a drone they're throwing out these red pamphlets and and they they're well in, that's in, symbolic right there red pamphlets yeah and they're in Arabic and uh, one of the characters said well they're doing the same thing uh, on the other coast but they they're, they're in Korean and somebody said what if they're both after us you know what if all of our enemies got together paranoia. Yeah, what if all of our enemies ganged up on us and they were attacking us? And I was thinking, you know, Obama should be ashamed of himself for doing this. And I read the reviews that are on IMDb. If you want to, if you want to find out more about this film, uh, go to IMDb, the International Movie Database, and uh, and what put, are the reviews? Well, the the, the reviews I could actually. Uh, Read some, but I'm not going to. I'll just give you a paraphrase. They were saying, "What a disappointment! A lot of a lot of uh, ideas thrown out here with no conclusion." I mean, they were saying essentially the same thing that I just said about uh, they threw a ton of stuff in the air and they didn't wrap anything up. They did not wrap anything up. The story, this, uh, there's scenes where the the young one, the young daughter, the 13 year old daughter, uh, she takes off on her own and they go looking for her and they don't find her, but we as an audience end up finding out where she goes. Uh, and it's like, well, isn't anybody aren't, aren't the characters going to wrap this up? It truly did leave itself open to a series. If they wanted to do a series on well, this, maybe so this is, this sounds like a political hack to me where they're trying to sit there they're setting up white people. They're setting up uh, what they like to refer to as MAGA and uh, conspiracy theory and paranoid people and the whole nine yards. And they, they've stereo, they're taking all their stereotypes out there and yeah. throwing them into that movie under one umbrella. So, Would you be surprised uh, if they made a mini? I wouldn't be surprised, Bill, if they made a, uh, yeah. a series out of this on, on Netflix. By popular demand. And by the way, I, I think I showed it to you. I showed it to uh lady friend up north where i sat there you know she was going yeah i i need some people to you know if, if you feel compelled to write reviews and i'm sitting there going oh i can give you every positive review you want well, what do you mean i said well give me a minute 
And I went and just typed uh, one sentence. That was it. In, in a, uh, AI. AI, really? and I had 50 reviews. Uh, you need more? Uh, See, that's, that's sad. That is sad. You can't so trust I'm, I'm saying yeah, they can in, make that thing and make it the best-reviewed movie ever. You know, what is rea what's real anymore presented to be real is not always the case. Oh, absolutely. And they can do that with visuals, too. Mm -hmm. They can change voices on uh, on videos so that it sounds like the character, but it isn't. I should play, if you got a second, Bill. Oh, I got two. I'm going to play, uh, this is interesting. You, as a matter of fact, if you want to take a second and do a little uh, conversation while I try to. Uh, well, I, I peeled my orange, so while this is playing, I'm going to listen uh, and eat my well, orange. Just keep talking for a second while I find. Oh, keep talking. Yes, talk I need. Can you do a talk little amongst dance? myself? Yes. Talk among. Well, I'll talk to the voices in my head. Is what I'll do. You know. Good. Good. I haven't talked to them in a while, and they're kind of lonely right now. <laughs> I know. Bill. They're wondering how it is. You could the talk about something that's relate. You know, in the news. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying. Hey, you know, there there was a story about uh, you know Zelensky being here, and he, he yeah. got two hundred uh, million bucks, and and I, I loved it. Biden, you know, told America to hush up. Telling the reporters to hush up, just hush up. He gets two hundred million, and yet I've read that they have lost the war. It's over. It's done. So what's the two hundred million for? It's almost like, you know. And Zelensky keeps coming there. What has he got? Does he have a file there, Joe? Uh, you know, if I don't get my two hundred million, these pictures are going to hit the public. He's asking for sixty-one billion. Yeah, and, and the two hundred million he got was from like a discretionary slush fund. Uh, from Joe, and they make it sound like, oh, well, it's, it's just a little something to show our appreciation. And I'm thinking, my God, it's $200 million. What could we do in this country with $200 bucks? Well, you know, they make a million bucks, $10 million. I was watching a news story about, you know, Biden and the crime family. Well, he got uh, $5 million there and $5 million here and another $20 million there. Well, then it starts to become a significant amount of money. <laughs> Let me tell you something. One million dollars, one hundred thousand dollars is a damn significant amount of money in not, my about. Not for these guys. Not these no, guys. I, they he's there. He thanks you very much for the two hundred million. But don't forget the sixty-one billion. You know. Anyway, this is not. I repeat, this is not Vladimir Zelensky. This is a, a guy doing the voice of Vladimir Zelensky over some visuals of Zelensky at a press conference. But tell me this guy does not sound like Zelensky. And I think this goes to AI. Listen. Thank you, thank you. As I told General Austin, I have come here for a re-up of cash. I brought the Coke, I brought the hookers, I brought the kickbacks. Now, where is my money? I needed to buy another yacht. I mean, uh, fund the war to fight against democracy. Delete the yacht part. I have dirt on all Washington politicians, and I will release unless I get my money. Do you want your sons and daughters sent to the war? That is not Zelensky. It's a visual of Zelensky, and it looks like he's saying it. It, it is Zelensky in the visual. If you see the video, it's, my God, that's Zelensky. And it sounds exactly like Zelensky. Maybe he's a little more articulate. And I was thinking when you were talking about AI, could you take uh, AI, uh, Zelensky's voice 
feed it into AI and, and then say, use this voice to say these words? Sure you can. You can take a picture and put it into AI, and it will re-do uh, the picture for you to where what once wasn't yours is yours through AI. I mean, it's 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 amazing what it can do. It's a funny bit because it uh, it actually dots the I's and crosses yeah, the T's for everything that I was thinking that Yes, you know, I'm Zelensky, here. I have the hookers. Z Zelensky <laughs> has got uh, the goods. Yes, and uh, that's how he's getting the money. Yes. The money's not for the war. That war is just a puppet show. But it's you know, you talk like that, uh, and they look at you like you have three eyes. Um, I heard even guys like, like uh, our new speaker of the house. I'm not sold on him yet. This guy is. Uh, he equivocates. Uh, I, I can tell you there's some things he said he was going to do right away that he hasn't done. It's because people have gotten to him, I'm sure. And, and uh, they're, now they're talking, they're saying, well, we're not going to give the money to the Ukraine uh, until we make sure that we have some uh, some positive rulings on our border, meaning we secure our own border. And the Democrats, by the way, are they're just beyond, they cannot believe that they cannot believe you'd actually hold up the money for the Ukraine because of our borders. I mean, just because people are pouring through like water through a strainer, that doesn't mean that they should be uh, using that as, as leverage. But, uh, well, I think there's a lot up there because, you know, you got Biden himself, who's it, it's obvious that he's guilty. So now what we're not going to impeach but it's 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 important that we do an inquiry into it. I'm sitting there going, wait a second, what have you been doing? Lead, yeah, you know, your lead in the house has shrunk to one, <laughs> and which means that what do you think you're not going to be able to impeach him? So if we don't get off the stick now, when's it going to happen? You know, uh, why are we why are we taking so long? Is there really? You know, I mean, the clock is ticking. Time is running out. Unless, you know, you think that by dragging this out, it's going to help us. What they're saying now is that they're, they're saying that we're going to wait until after the first of the year. You know what's going to happen after the first of the year? Uh, that lead that they have now, which is, I think, technically right now it's still three. That lead, like you say, will be down to one. Right. And that's where I'm going. And probably it'll be none. It'll be yeah. a tie, and then the Democrats can block anything, and anything they want to get through, if it's a tie or even one lead, they're going to get through because you know there's going to be one Republican. I didn't see it that way. Well, then get the hell out of Congress. <laughs> You're not doing any good for us anyway, so just go home, say goodbye, be done with you, get out of there. Because, you know, I'm sorry, folks, but we elected the wrong clowns. Oh, uh, uh, into the White The House, sad part about way. it is, I guess when you think about it, we have we have actually two sets of clowns. We have clowns on both sides of the aisle. Many times they're they're more interested in uh, working with each other to benefit each other uh, than helping the people that actually put them into office. You know, this guy Ken Buck, for example, who's retiring at the end of the year. Uh, mm -hmm. he can be counted on to be a rhino and vote against almost everything that we need to be voted, you know, in a positive way. He is a rhino big time, and he's made it now that he's going to leave at the end of the year, and he's supposedly trying to get jobs on the cable networks as an analyst, uh, which... Well, you got to wonder, too, because 
being a politician, it was never meant to be that way, but it was a career. It was political. They were career politicians. They were paid, and they made a lot of money. So they really didn't care about what you or I wanted. They cared about what somebody, whoever had the most money. Right. But the right. fact that they're jumping off the ship, and there's really no talk about, you know, replacing them with somebody good. Well, we'll get another warm body in there. Are we setting the stage that there is going to be a total dismantlement of the way that we see our government run? Well, that and was the other thing they implied. They implied in this movie, they said there are three steps to a successful crisis. They said uh, bringing down the Internet. Uh, I can't think of all three steps, but the, the last one was the third step would happen on its own, and that would be civil unrest, civil war. And I was thinking the actual three steps that they mentioned in the movie, and again, like I, I apologize for not remembering all three, but uh, they actually would probably work in a, in, in a real-life scenario. And, and I couldn't help but think that maybe that was Obama who had told them about this. I think we may have lost, we may have lost Bill. Well, I have to tell you, folks, something very interesting just happened. We were talking about this movie, Leave the World Behind, about internet failure and about uh, people not being able to connect. And well, Jim, here's what happened to you when you were talking, uh -huh. going into your thing. You went. Right. I froze. I you froze, froze completely. Mouth, mouth open. I'm sitting there going, and I was sitting there talking to myself, <laughs> oh, this is interesting. And I'm sitting there going, this is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's he, what's he going to say next? He's keeping me in suspense. Uh, it wasn't intentional. Uh, what happened was, while we were talking about this movie and about in, an internet failure, our program just all of, all of a sudden disconnected, and we were left high and dry. And oh, it would be really scary, Jim, is after we end this podcast, since we're back hooked up again, we go outside and realize it's 20 years later and everything in the movie came true. Uh, but every... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're living in a sci-fi world, aren't we, huh? Holy smokes. Oh, um, yeah. That was strange, though. And by the way, we've done 400, and this will be 400, I think, in 97 episodes of our show. We've done actually more. When do we more, start? On the 16th or something The like that? 16th, which is going to be uh, in three days. And that will be our second anniversary. And I don't think we've ever had our program disconnect like that. We've had uh, internet problems here and there, but... But have we ever had it disconnect in the middle of a conversation about internet failure? People not being able to communicate? People not... Well, the odds of, uh, you know, what I call the, uh, the laws of random sync. Well, I, I think that... Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. If you watch this movie, you'd be a little paranoid, by the way. Even if the movie, even if you think the movie stinks, even if you think it, there's a lot of uh, open-ended uh, suggestions thrown out that they don't wrap up, uh, even, even with all that, uh, just because of the topic that they're going into, and then you have something like what just happened to us this morning right here on our show, almost like it was a demonstration of how it can happen we were interrupted right mid-sentence, and for a while we couldn't connect. Our well, see, it would be interesting. Done. We don't. We just record audio. We don't record video. If we had the video, it'd be interesting to take that one little por portion of video. But see, I think on your end, you saw everything was fine, and I probably was frozen. Yes, you were. But the only thing is, uh, I don't have my boyish good looks anymore. I mean, I still have my incredible oh, wit. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah. I do. So I, I really have a face for uh, for audio, for a face for well, radio. That's what as we, we got is a radio. Yes. Uh, so uh, this movie, by the way, you know, if you're curious to see it, uh, just buyer beware. Uh, it sets up a lot of interesting premises. There are the seeds of thought and uh, fodder, and that's yeah, but, really all that movie is. But truly, it's coming from uh, some people who I don't think have our best interests at heart. I mean, always remember that Barack Obama, unlike a lot of presidents who, when they left office, packed up their stuff and went back home, Barack he moved Obama moved, he moved eight blocks away into a, a, a renovated mansion with its own skiff. You know, it's a secure conference room that mm. you can talk about anything in these rooms and nobody can hear it because no radio signals get out or in. He built a skiff in his house. He's supposed to be retired. What does he need a skiff for? Well, yeah, I don't know. You know. I mean, when I was younger, I thought, uh, you know, a, a skiff room was where everybody went in and privately met in their underwear. I didn't know. Oh, that's good. Why I never went to the I, meetings. I'm sure you, uh, you must have had never, an, uh, that's an interesting That's why I never attended the meetings. You had an interesting said, childhood. No. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, anyway, uh, some other things that are going on. Our border is just ridiculous right now. It's ridiculous. Uh, Tom Holman, he's been terribly disappointed in this administration, and with reason. He was down on the border talking about what's going on down there with Sandra Smith yesterday. Listen. Border Patrol is so overwhelmed, there's large parts of the border which aren't covered. So we've been patrolling the valleys of this area all morning and, and looking for the, uh, the, the drug smugglers because this unit, this air and addiction unit here, has seized a massive amount of narcotics coming through this area. So I'm on patrol here for a couple more hours, then I'm going to head over to El Paso where the activity is really picking up over there and doing what they can to help the Border Patrol. Really interesting. Tom, can you talk a little bit about these live pictures? Um, we were just looking at Lukeville, Arizona, which has sort of become the epicenter of this migrant crisis. Uh, when they separate women and children off, it seems that there are way more adult males coming over. Uh, we are looking at what is likely some sort of process that's happening with border patrol there where we know resources uh they're overwhelmed it's like you know 200 migrants to one border patrol agent we're being told at this point but what's happening there and why is the problem getting so big in arizona now Look, the cartels, they, they, they study us every day. They're like a Fortune 500 company. They know where the activity is. They know where the enforcement resources are. Arizona doesn't have a, the, the resources Texas has, so they're, 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 they're swapping to Arizona. And, and, look, they know there's very little technology in that part of the border. Where I'm standing right now, the cartels know there's, there's little technology here, and that's why they use this for drug smuggling. But the border is overwhelmed. You look at just yesterday's numbers were over, uh, over 9,000. If you had, the, you know, 15 hundred day gotaways plus the thousands are bringing through a port of entry this isn't slowing down a bit and the reason it's not slowing down is because the cartels are selling the actions of this administration the secretary can say don't come all he wants but as long as we keep releasing around five thousand people a day into this country there's no consequence. Why would they stop coming? That's why the numbers continue at historic records. I'm being told November numbers be out at the end of the week. It'll be another historic record. Wow. Okay, that's news right there. Uh, meanwhile, this is a Chicago activist, Raul Montes. He um, is slamming his city, Chicago, their response to the, the flow of migrants because we know Chicago is getting a lot of people. Listen. People have been waiting for years. Let's say, for example, for... Um to get citizenship and 
they don't get anything. They've been here 40, 50 years. They can't get no amnesty. But then these people come, they get everything. They're getting uh, the rent pay. They're getting money. They're getting phones. They're getting et cetera. What about the homeless people? What, what about, about the veterans? The veterans, exactly. I mean, there's all kinds of problems popping up, including what Mayor Johnson in Chicago is identifying as rogue bus operators. He's filing a, a lawsuit, his administration, Tom, because he says the city has filed 55 lawsuits since it implemented new rules about when and where buses can arrive in mid-November. The lawsuits address 77 total buses accused of violating rules. Public records show at least some cases are seeking fines against these bus companies. I mean, all kinds of stuff is going wrong. But Tom, now what we're hearing is that we're so inundated with the number of migrants in these cities that some of the migrants themselves are not happy. Um, this is just some of what they're saying. They're saying work's more limited than they thought. Um, they're finding it impossible to have a stable life here. They're tired of the system. Um, they say it's dangerous. They're not sure how, long, how much longer they, they want to do this. Some of them say that they're turning around and going back home. What is your response when you hear that, Tom? I believe it when I see it. We still have record numbers coming across the border every day. And let me just first stop with the guy I just talked about. That's something we don't talk about. These massive numbers coming across the border making fraudulent asylum claims. Because you look at the 10 years of court data, 9 out of 10 of these people claim asylum at our border won't get relief from U.S. courts. They simply don't qualify or they don't show up in court. So while they overwhelm the immigration court system, there are thousands of people in this world that really are escaping fear and persecution and death from their homeland. And they're sitting in the back seat because of massive fraud going on. We have millions of people standing in line, taking the test, paying the fees, doing the background investigations to become part of this country, get a resident alien card, or become a, a citizen. They're sitting in the back seat. This administration hasn't done one thing to slow the flow, and that's why these numbers will continue until we get somebody in the White House that's going to enforce the law and close this border down the way it was on the last administration. That's incredible. Your shot there, Alpine, Texas, what you're seeing uh, and the number of people you're going through there. Eagle Pass, Texas, this live shot um, screen right. Um, this is just an incredibly steady flow. And as we've been reporting, the numbers are moving up and up in Arizona as well. Tom, great. To That's amazing. Uh, what's interesting about uh, this little segment you just heard, they're talking about Lukeville, Arizona, as being the, uh, the, the focal point right now for all these immigrants. You have to remember that it wasn't very long ago that Eagle Pass, Texas, was the focal point. It was the easy place to get through. And then Texas put up the barriers, the barbed wire, the flotation devices in the river, made it more difficult for them to get across. So the entire uh, the cartel guys saw it and said, well, we'll move down to, to Arizona and go in that way. And that's what's happening right now. It, it's it's unbelievable how this administration has completely turned its back on our security. They've admitted on camera that they're going to we're probably going to have terrorist attacks because we have let terrorists into our country. They've said this on mic in interviews. Uh, Christopher Ray said it in front of Congress, but they've done nothing to stop it. Don't worry, they'll blame it on Trump some way, somehow. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. They, 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 you know? they blame the border crisis on Trump right now. They have the audacity to blame it on Trump. I mean, Trump had a secure border, didn't have a crisis like we have now. It was protected, uh, and these guys, well, I, unbelievable. Well, you got the Jack Smith thing, you know, where he's trying to, Trump's saying, no, you got to, 
forget this. Let's uh, let's let this court case rule out, but we want to delay it, and they want to get it to the Supreme Court, which is unprecedented. But you know, it's kind of a two way thing here. The the way I see it, anyway. If the Supreme Court goes okay, you know, usually the lower courts air these things out before it gets to the Supreme Court, but you want to circumnavigate, you know, logic with the trumped-up case to begin with, and it is a trumped-up case. It has no foundation whatsoever. But you want to do that, then let's say they rule in favor of Trump. Well, then Trump gets what he wants, and they're going to say, yeah, see, you know, it's a rigged system, blah, blah, blah. They're going to turn this rigging thing around, whereas on the other hand, you know, they say, yeah, president is not immune from anything like that. Then that's going to make it open season. And you think there's lawsuits now? Everybody and their uncle can sit there and file a lawsuit. Well, you know, I was watching the news and and, and I felt hurt. Anybody can. You know, they yeah. want to make this guy uh, their scapegoat and example. They I just, want him out of the way. You mean Trump? Yeah. Trump. They yeah. want to lock him up. They want him out of the yeah, way. I, I'm in agreement with uh, Megyn Kelly and uh, Tucker Carlson. If mm-hmm. if they put him in jail, which is what they want to do, and I think that they're going to try desperately to do in Washington, if they put him in jail, uh, all bets are off as far as uh, uh, peace on the streets. Well, let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. Angron is doing what he wants to do. I mean, here's a guy that had his uh, his yearbook paper, and he uh, he sends a basically a nude picture to him, you know, and puts uh, puts that in there, you know. So this is the caliber of that guy. He and, you know he's acting like, yeah, look at me, I'm an old wrinkled man, but aren't I sexy? No, you're not, Mister Angeron, and you're stupid too. But I think that he is actually going. He doesn't care what the rulings say or what happens. At some point in time. He's going to say, throw him in jail. He's already and, said, basically, uh, the law be damned. Ultimately, yeah. it's my decision. Yeah. So that means he is going to do it. It's just the win or the where. He thinks he is omnipotent. He thinks he should get a license plate that goes, the chosen one. I don't think they can put him he, in jail, though, in New York. I think uh, they can... I think they're going for $250 million in penalties. I think where they're going to put him in jail is uh, Chutkin will put him in jail in D.C. Uh, Judge Chutkin, the one who was uh, uh, a, a cohort with uh, Hunter Biden. Well, for what? What is she going to do? What is she going to rule well, that he... That's where Jack Smith is bringing all these charges. That's where the indictments well, are Well, Jack actually... Smith is guilty of um, extortion. That just came out the other day. As a matter of fact, when those charges came down... Then he got in a hurry to get Trump uh, this case to the Supreme Court and get them to do a ruling on it because he's got to have some. Look, we need to take a pause and step back and look at this whole thing. And it is politicized. It's very obvious. But if you're a diehard Democrat, you're drinking the Kool-Aid and it tastes pretty damn good to you. And you know what? Enjoy that Kool-Aid because you're going to choke on it at some point in time. I don't know if you saw this story too. We only I'm looking at the clock on the wall. We're running out of time here. Um, but uh, a new poll has come out. Have you seen this? Uh, it yeah. finds one in five voters admit to mail-in voter fraud in the 2020 election. One in five voters. That 20- means about 13 to 16 million people committed fraud in the election. They voted in states that they weren't residents of. They also admitted a high percentage of them. They knew other people that did. So, 
Guess what? That number changes again, and that flips the election. According to the results, 17% of mail-in voters admit that in 2020 they voted in a state where they were no longer a permanent resident. Yeah. 21% of mail-in voters admitted that they filled out a ballot for a friend or family member. 17% of mail-in voters said they signed a ballot for a friend or family member with or without his or her permission. Eight, that's illegal, by the that's way. That's right. Know, and the, if they got the names of the they need to subpoena those names, and, you know, they want to round up the oh, January Sixers. But wait. Take these people and round them up but, and lock them up. But wait, there's more. 8% of likely voters said they were offered a pay or a reward for voting in 2020. And 10% of respondents, not just those who voted by mail, claimed that they know, quote, a friend, family member, yeah. co-worker, or other acquaintance who has admitted that he or she cast a mail-in ballot in 2020 in a state other than his or her state of permanent residence. That by itself should be enough to say there's something very wrong with the 2020 election. But yet our government has bent over backwards to deny these truths. That movie, um, was it uh, 2,000 Mules, that came out about a year ago, mm -hmm. very well done. Uh, it was proof beyond a, a reasonable doubt that these things happened. They showed it to us visually on videotape. They explained it in great detail. And our government and everybody in power just turned their back. By the way, you should point out, too, Rasmussen. That's a, a study done by them. Right. And they are creditable. Yes. So the simple fact is, oh, that's just right-wing propaganda. There you go again. Well, yes. there you go. Again, it was stolen. And there is evidence that it was the admittance. Now, chances are... Somehow they won't have the, the names of the people, but if they do, they should be found out and they should be locked up because if they admitted they voted in states they weren't residents of, if they admitted that they did ballots for people that didn't know that they were doing the ballot ballots for them that they weren't going to normally vote, if they admitted that they signed uh, a voter uh, Card, registration yeah. or vote, you know, well, I'm sorry, but that's a federal offense, and that'd be prison time. And I yeah. think it's about time you go. I'd say that's not going to happen, though, because no. you know that would be uh, that would be against the current administration, and we'll see. Well, yeah, I we'll would see, just say if, we'll if, see if, none if, of that. Yeah, if there was a list that came out, uh, Biden would pardon all of them right away. You see where uh, this is interesting. You know, we have all these illegals coming across the border. A lot of them criminals. A lot of them do bad things. A lot of them have terrible records. Some are murderers. Some are child traffickers. We are we already know that. Some are terrorists, and they're here. They're in our country. But we had a big story in the news about uh, us sending one uh, illegal. Well, he was actually illegal at the time. Felipe Vasquez. He pitched for the Pirates. He was yeah, a terrific, gone. terrific pitcher. I mean, the guy was a real good pitcher, but apparently he had a proclivity for uh, young teenage girls. He said he thought that the girl that he was having a relationship was of age. Come to find out she was 14. That didn't go over well. He went to jail for that. Uh, he she looked 15 anyway. 
Yeah, right. Well, th- this this guy, uh, you know, one second he was a superstar, he was an all star. He was probably the, at the time the best pitcher the Pirates had, uh, and they put him in jail. And now they just shipped him back to Venezuela. Uh, they show a yeah. picture of him standing at the foot of the uh, airplane stairs. He's in handcuffs. I was thinking, will he go to jail in Venezuela, or will he just be let, let go, you think? Well, they might uh, run He'll him across the He'll be pitching for a team in Venezuela. No, I was going to say, they'll, they'll send him back through, you know, in a caravan, and they'll say, go get on baseball team in Arkansas. You know, because what the oh, that's true. The they they'll send him back across the border. That's what'll happen. He'll they'll take him down to Venezuela. They'll dust him off, give him a good meal, a new set of clothes, ship him back to the border where he'll come across in Lukeville, Arizona, and we'll never know. He'll be back. Yeah, here he'll go you. to Arkansas, where you know that yeah. consent thing is out the window. I mean, come on, you know. Well, yeah, the Clintons came from Arkansas, didn't they? Well, that's true. You think there's a connection there, Bill? No. Hey, hey, listen, uh, we've just about done it. If you want to. Uh, Say hello to us. Our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. There's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, jimandbill at mail.com. Well, I guess uh, they didn't pull the plug on us again, Bill, so we got through oh. the second part of the program okay. So uh, that leaves us only with uh, one thing left to do. Yeah, before they pull the plug, I guess I got to do it. Uh, hey, have a good day, Jim. But until too, Bill. until tomorrow, I say on behalf of both of us, hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. Now you guys can pull the plug. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>